You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you are doing well today as we listen to the dying embers of Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor, who actually is probably more famous nowadays for doing scores for movies. And I hear that Nine Nails just got accepted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I suppose is good. Their music is a little too aggressive and a little too angry and a little too atheistic for my taste. But either way, we are back with another episode. And since we are in the middle of the winter, we are in the middle of the flu hysteria. Now, we're not going to cover the coronavirus because we did an episode a few back about its potential problems, its high vitality rate. So today we're just going to talk about the regular old flu shot. Now, we do have episodes on vaccines, especially early on in their first 100 episodes. We have a standalone episode 52, the nine reasons to avoid the flu shot. That was in September of 2017. Wow, a long time ago. We also have an episode 54, nine reasons Gardasil, the HPV vaccine, should be avoided. Episode 100, are vaccines and baby wipes causing the increase in food allergies? That was in April of 2018. Most recently, last summer, I interviewed Heather Ray, and we did an episode on vaccine awareness, and that was in July of 2019. So, yes, we have hit the vaccines quite a bit, and we're going to hit it again to talk about why you shouldn't really get these things. So I'll be gleaning off NBC News. This season's flu shot, 45% effective, an improvement over last year. Even though it's an 100% effective, doctors say the annual flu shot is well worth the effort of getting neurotoxins in your body, which they should say at the end, but they don't. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention reported Thursday that the overall effectiveness of the flu shot in the current flu season is 45%. Wow, so efficacious. The CDC evaluates the annual vaccine on how well it prevents illness severe enough to send a person to the doctor or become hospitalized. This season's shot has reduced the number of bad flu cases by a little less than half. Has it really? Show me the proof. Non-doctor revolving door proof, CDC, because we know if you look at your board of directors, it's all big pharma, big medical device, big business CEOs and connections. You have a major conflict of interest. You always had. But experts say the overall effectiveness could change because we're still in the middle of the prime flu season and other strains could pop up. Fear, fear, fear. That's what happened last season. The 2018-2019 flu vaccine ultimately turned out to be a poor match for the circulating viruses, being just 29% effective. But do you hear about this, guys? You don't hear about this. All you guys are lined up as sheeple, right? Because you watch the nightly news 
and you see flu, flu is in, you know, they show you the map where there's a major flu problem and it's the entire country is in red. Then they, of course, show the obligatory perfunctory pictures of people lining up for flu shots or the kid getting the flu shot at the community health clinic. But then they never go back, and this should be front-page news, right? In, in last summer, after the flu season, oh, yeah, last year's flu vaccine was a total sham, 29% affected. But, of course, they bury this. They don't want you to know. They just want you to get the devil's serum, as I like to call it, the devil's serum. This season, two main flu strains have been circulating, A, H1N1, and B, Victoria. I think A, H1N1 was that really bad one we had about 10 years ago. That was the last really bad epidemic, and then like nothing happened. When the CDC looked at how well the shot has been guarding against each strain, investigators found it's been 50% effective against B, Victoria. 50. That was a welcome surprise at the CDC because the B strain and the vaccines actually mismatch against the B strain that's circulating. And this is the inherent problem with flu vaccines. We're concerned about the B virus, says Brendan Flannery, lead investigator for the CDC's Flu Vaccine Effectiveness Network. And bought off horror. Let's continue. Perhaps more perplexing is that the preliminary data shows protection against the AH1N1 strain is lower at 37%. That's also a surprise because experts said the vaccine was a good match for the strain of the virus. And when the CDC looked more closely at the AH1N1 statistics, they found virtually no protection was offered to adults 18 to 49. <laughs> no protection. None. Do they tell you this? No. It's like prime advertising age on TV. This 18 to 49 demo. Same thing here. Who's getting most of the flu shots? It's not the kids and the old people, even though they tell you those are the ones you're supposed to be getting. It's 18 to 49. And it offered no protection. Protection. Flannery, quote, it's really a mystery as well. We don't see effectiveness against the H1N1 in that adult age group. It's a close quote. He said cases of AH1N1 continue to rise week to week, and it's too soon to know for sure whether the age group will end up with any protection. Well, look, Bob, if it's already February and we're pretty much through the flu season, uh, I doubt it's going to offer any protection now. The news was slightly better for kids under 18. Slightly better. Overall, the flu shot was found to be 55% effective in kids. Wow. One and two. But you know what's 100% effective? All the adjuvants that are in the flu shot. The aluminum, the thimerosal, the formaldehyde. Just all circulating through the brain. It's okay. Because, you know, mercury is, mercury is bad to eat in fish, but it's okay to inject it directly into our body. The CDC released the interim report in advance of a meeting scheduled next week in Geneva where vaccine experts around the world will discuss what influenza strains should be included in next season's flu shot. So far this season, the CDC estimates there's been at least 26 million flu illnesses, nearly resulting in a quarter million hospitalizations and 14,000 deaths. 92 children have died. Okay, so of course, this is what they, this is what they never tell you. They always throw this, this stat out. So many people died, blah, blah, blah. What they don't tell you is 90% of these people were immunocompromised. These old people were immunocompromised, or these kids had immunocompromised conditions. They had pre-existing conditions that made them more susceptible to, to having an adverse effect like death from the flu shot. They don't tell you that the average healthy American will not get hospitalized. Yes, there's always outliers, of course. There's going to be that word case that you hear in the news because they use that case in the news to push you to get the shot. So there's always going to be one or two in the news. But overall, overall, 
Healthy people don't die of the flu or even get hospitalized. Quote, the more people you protect, the healthier the population is, and the fewer people are going to have influenza to spread it to the rest of the population. Close quote. How is this? How is it? Fewer people are going to have influenza. How is it when you're even admitting that the shot is completely ineffective in 18 to 49? So it's not giving any protection. This is nonsense of herd immunity. Maybe if the flu shot was 100% effective, maybe. But again, it's not. All major medical groups in the U.S. recommend virtually all Americans age six months when the blood-brain barrier is even formed yet in order to get the annual flu shot saying that although it's not perfect, what's well, perfect if you want to use it for population control and to get people sick, it remains the best way to protect against seasonal flu. No, it is not the best way to protect against seasonal flu. Quote, any protection we can offer people to try to prevent as much as this as possible is well worth the effort, says Tig, another bought-off whore. The CDC's flannery said influenza was still circulating. We're in the middle of the season. We don't know how long it's going to continue. Yes, you do. It's already late February. Okay, In a month, it's going to be gone. Maybe two months. Then we're out of flu season. Okay, so a couple of things here. This outright lie. It's the best It's the best protection. No, it's not. The best way to protect the flu is what? Shoot up in vitamin D. Do Go to the episode we did on vitamin D. Shoot up on a, a high-dose vitamin C. Get sunlight. Exercise. Wash your hands. Have a humidifier in your house so your mucus doesn't dry up because that's one of the ways we run. One of the reasons we get sicker is because the microbes can burrow themselves into our nasal mucus and then get into our body. There are things you can do that don't have anything to do with administering a drug, right? Big Pharma, of course, always wants you to think the only way, the best way to fix something is taking their product with its panoply of side effects. They never want you to think, oh, you know what? How about you just eat more vegetables, lower the crap food, work on your microbiome, exercise, get sunlight, stay away from sick people, get outdoors, shoot up on magnesium, vitamin D, vitamin C, and other you know, antioxidants and things that keep you healthy. You know, we can't say that. Take the devil's serum. And look, here's the, here's the problem. The problem with the flu vaccine, again, is that the, the flu is a virus. It mutates all the time. They talked about how they're going to meet in some posh place to discuss next, next year's uh, formula, their cocktail they're going to use so they can start making it now. But it's always a guess. They don't know when they're making it if it's going to be effective against which, which strain of flu, A or B or even C. They don't know. But they don't tell you that in November when they tell you to get the flu shot. They're like, yeah, you know what? There's a chance this flu vax we're going to give you, which could give you side effects and Guillain-Barre syndrome and make you paralyzed or, you know, maybe even give you autism, maybe. You know, this might not work at all. Like they even admit here. They always admit it after the fact. They never admit it ahead of the time. It's just like getting on a plane and like, you know what? There's a 29% chance this plane's going to crash. Okay, I'm going to get on the plane. But see, people aren't that stupid. And I, and, and sometimes I know and I get, the, you know, I listen to the comments when you message me on Facebook. Sometimes I talk down to people. Sometimes I understand. And in this case, I'm not talking down to you because the percentage of people actually get the annual flu shots about 40%. So most people don't get it. And why don't they get it? It's not because they're lazy. It's not because they're cheap because most of the time these community health clinics will give them for free or schools will give them for free. And of course, why are they give them for free? Because the biggest purchaser of the flu vaccine is the CDC. You don't hear about this. The CDC buys them all. Because again, there's profit to be made from this flu vaccine. Just because you might not have to be paying for it or you pay very cheap for it doesn't mean that somebody's not profiting from it. There is a pharmaceutical company who makes the flu vac 
and the CDC buys them with our taxpayer money. And then, of course, the CDC's got to make a profit out of this, so that's why they give it to all the community health clinics. But people aren't stupid. Most people are like, I ain't getting this flu shot. Hell no. It's completely ineffective. And the other thing that makes me laugh is, if you if you go back to the 1950s, and we talked about this if you go to the episode 52. Back in the 50s, they said pregnant women don't get the flu shot. Old people don't get the flu shot. Kids don't get the flu shot. Now, of course, with the Orwellian doublespeak newspeak that we have now, it's like, oh, you know who needs it the most? Pregnant women, old people, and young children. Yeah, but uh, didn't you say 50 years ago that it was dangerous? No, no, don't worry about that. But people buy this stuff. People still buy this stuff. Not to mention the studies that show you get the flu vaccine three years in a row when you're over the age of 60 increases your chances of getting dementia and Alzheimer's because these are neurotoxins they put in the vaccines as adjuvants, as preservatives lots of times. But you don't hear about that. You don't hear about any of this. So guys, be smart. Use discernment. Don't get the flu shot. If you've already gotten the flu shot, don't get it for any other year. Because we, we play this, this this kind of stupid mindset. You know, it's like, well, you know, I got the flu shot and I didn't get the flu this year. So I guess it works. Well, how do you know? How about you don't get the flu shot and you don't get the flu? And then we didn't know if it didn't work or worked. Maybe it was just your immune system worked. Or then more often than that, people get the flu shot and then they, oh, I got the flu. Well, yeah, because it's a dead attenuated virus most of the time, but sometimes it's a live virus. And it's supposed to trigger your immune system. But here's here's the problem with autoimmunity in these flu vaccines or all vaccines in general is the principle, like generous principle of vaccines, I'm not necessarily against the whole idea that you introduce a small amount of something to, to get the body to develop antibodies. The problem is that with the vaccines, especially since we're getting so many of them now, especially children, I mean, the day after they're born, they're getting one for Christ's sake. Sometimes the, pe- the person's immune system doesn't turn off and they develop autoimmune problems later on. You get the flu vaccine, it turns on to create the antibodies and you know the centuries at their given posts are working like the immune system is supposed to work. But for whatever reason, sometimes, could be because of the adjuvants, could be for other reasons, that the immune system doesn't turn back off. And so now you see people later on getting Crohn's disease, psoriasis, Hashimoto's, and all these autoimmune problems. Yeah, so don't, I would not get the flu shot because they even tell you right here it's completely ineffective for, in most cases. It's completely ineffective 18 to 49. It's only what, 30-something percent effective against one of the strands and 47% effective against the other one. So it's a complete joke. It's a complete boondoggle money-making grab and don't buy into it. Just do the things I've told you before. We have an episode on how to naturally improve your immune system. It's around episode 40 or 50. Go to that one. All right, guys, if you like what we talk about here, there's a couple of things you can do. Of course, go to all three podcasts, The Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary, Confessions of an Obese Child, and this one, and subscribe and post an honest review. If you want to support us, go to Naturopathic Earth, naturopathicearth.com, and, or go to the episode notes of this particular episode. Click on the PayPal link, and you can donate some money, because it costs money to maintain this website and the podcast. It's not free. Also, you can buy two of my books, Confessions of an Obese Child or Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior on Amazon Kindle or paperback. I talk about why I gained 100 pounds in the first book, and then I talk about how I kept it off for 28 years in the second book. If you need some one-on-one coaching, contact me through Clarity FM. We can talk one-on-one on weight loss, weight maintenance, toxins in the food, whatever you want to talk about. And the most benign, easiest way to help me out is go to Naturopathic Earth. 
click on the articles and go to food recipes and then you'll see there's a bunch of Amazon links there. Click on one of them, it takes you to Amazon. And anything you purchase on Amazon within 24 hours through our links, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. All right, guys, take care. God bless. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.